Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. In this season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. In this episode, I'm joined by Deepa and Eric. I met them on Instagram where they are our Greek Revival is the name of their account. And here it says they moved from Brooklyn to a little town in the Hudson Valley Currently in a lifelong process of restoring our old house built in the 1790s and 1830s. Send help. It's their first house. They are learning as they go. Here's my conversation with Deepa and Eric. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate you coming on so willingly. I'm looking forward to hearing about your house because I I love your photos on Instagram that I've seen. And I know there must be a story behind the whole, the whole adventure. So welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. You've had the house for about a year and a half? It has been about a year and a half, so June 2021. Before that, we were living in, uh, in New York City. Deepa All lived life. most of her life in Queens, and I lived primarily in Brooklyn. So we were used to like old houses. So that's why you decided to buy an old house? No. You both were already on the same page? Oh, so how did that happen? No, no, no that's not how it happened. Uh, we were actually like just looking for a house because we just wanted to move out from the city. We were kind of done with the city city life so we're looking at houses and it was during the pandemic so we got like outbid on a couple of houses they and they were not not all of them were old houses yeah i think like, for the most part most of them were built like in 1940s 1950s not we weren't like necessarily like oh we're gonna buy an old house you know but yeah, no. yeah. So, um yeah so like deepa said it was like during the pandemic and everything was crazy everybody was up overbidding by like fifty, eighty thousand dollars, even a hundred thousand dollars on some of the houses that we saw. Mm-hmm. It's funny that the house was built like in at two different times. The original part of the house, which is where the kitchen is now, that was built in around seventeen ninety five. And in eighteen thirty they added the rest of the house. So the big part of the house where everybody lives, that was built in the eighteen thirties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the smaller part looks like an addition. We thought it was an addition, but it's the original part of the house, actually. The reason we thought it was an addition is because that part of the house has extra additions. So it looks a little like, it looks a little all over the place. Um, mm. And regards to like where the house is facing, eventually the house became a smaller farm. And in the 70s, they partitioned the property and they, a developer constructed a bunch of um, 1970s houses around here. Yeah. Did you fall in love with the house when you saw it or you were just desperate to get a house at that point? So you didn't, weren't thinking about it as anything much more than a house. You know what, what happened was we, you know, I saw this listing and then it had been on a market for quite some time. And, I, but it looked very interesting in the pictures. So I was like, Oh, just for just for fun, you know, we're like let's go look at this house. It looks interesting. Just just let's just take a look. And when we came to look from outside, I mean, it does look like a little bit. <laughs> it looked crazy, like paint peeling. <laughs> yeah, paint was peeling. Uh, there were like bushes overgrown all over the place. I think like one of the shutters was hanging off. Mm-hmm. And, As an extra um, touch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and also like there's like a wrap around the porch that faces the driveway, 
and you could see that the the stairs were riding up for the mm-hmm. wraparound porch. So it was it was a little intimidating when we first got there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I think we had no intention to really buy this house when yeah. we came to look at the house. <laughs> I think as soon as I entered the house, I was like, wow, like pretty cool and then like i was i was in love yeah he, he needed some more convincing mm. yeah deepa i think she even said i'm in love with this house and i was like i really like the house but there's so much work to be done and i i don't know if it's something that we should do yep that's pretty much exactly what my husband said to me about this house too but here we are and there you are so that's how it works i guess one of us falls in love with it and then the other one yeah but well, we were like we had no you had no yeah, idea. We never like, no, like, no, it's, it's done nothing like, you know, house related or like, no, not handy at all. Not me. I mean, maybe you, but. So you've been, you've been fixing up the house, but did you, have you been hiring people or are you even doing it yourself? So it, it's been a learning process. Um, originally we were like hiring people and um, for the most part, we ended up hiring like handy, handy men, handy mm-hmm. people. And pretty early on, we kind of like learned that that's probably not the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Not to knock what they do, but it's um, it's what's in yielding the results we wanted. So like I mentioned before, the, the wraparound porch was like running out. And specifically, there's like one section that's maybe like six feet by six. And all the planks were running out. And when you would step on it, you would kind of feel it give way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were one of the things that we first hired someone to fix. And their solution was to buy boards that were maybe eight feet by 12 inches. And so the original boards are maybe, they're skinnier. So their solution was to like, just put the bigger boards, mix them with the smaller boards, and mm. then just have that be fixed. Mm. And that way people was like, that's not what I want. It's, it looks like a, kind of like a hack job. Mm. So I ended up going with them, but it was more of a temporary fix. We, we plan on going back to get that done properly. But right now what, what they ended up doing what they ended up doing was that they cut those boards smaller to match the, the original width of the boards. Hmm. So these are the floorboards. So they took up yeah. the other ones and then just put down like stuff that wasn't, it didn't even match the old thing at all. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But Deepa was pretty vocal about like, hey, we should cut these smaller so they match the size of these. Yeah, I can see that. To be honest, it's hard to find um, people. Yeah, and so that, that, that was the next point. Um, we found that like, handy people are these, they just want to get the job done. Some of them might care, but for the most part, they're not going to care as much as we care. So sure. that's part of the yeah. reason that and I have been trying to like learn new things and like learn how to do things on our own. So mm-hmm. like the painting, the, you know, the outlets, the light switches, even the insulation, we've all been trying to like learn it and do it properly. We did hire right. an electrician to. Oh yeah. To, yeah. 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 Um, well, you, you know, I always recommend an electrician to do the electrical stuff yeah for sure it's scary i don't want to die yeah sure it could be scary i noticed that you were painting the room that you're in right now i think i've seen before on instagram a lot where um you you painted that with a special paint right is that what you ended up doing yeah i can let deepa talk about like the paint it, it was all her like she was very adamant about not using latex paint and using like the most appropriate paint for castle I mean, walls. no yeah i guess but like it's lime wash but i mean it's a trend it's kind of trendy now but I, people think it's a trend. It's not a trend. I mean, it's a very, it's one of the oldest, you know, paint. Uh, it was used in like medieval times. Like then it kind of, you know, went out of style because it doesn't, people think that it doesn't last as long as like, you know, the other paints, but you know, that's not true. Like, you know, 
it doesn't peel off like the other paint. I love the way it looks. It just seems so much more organic than than the latex paint, which creates like a really modern finish. Yeah, we we, we really love the um, the texture and depth that it adds to the room. Mm. Like it, it it kind of like soft and welcoming. I think it also or... is forgiving on the walls. Like if you have like plaster walls that are like not perfect, you know, mm -hmm. smooth. Mm -hmm. Even. Yeah, it helps hide the uh, the hairline crack hairline cracks that like are super hard to get rid of. They yes. kind of just blend in with the uh, with the strokes. Yeah, you want to go with that. So, how did you learn how to do that? Did you watch YouTube videos or did you take courses or no, just YouTube videos and trial and error and trial and error. Yeah, it's fun. It's more fun to paint uh, with line washing. You're like doing different movements versus like just one movement. It's like tiring on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I wanted to mention, um, actually, the pink room, originally we painted it yellow, a type of yellow, and we used the tech. So the technique that you see here on the wall behind us is called crisscross. Basically, you just take the brush and you go and access all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. um, originally, what we did in the, in the pink room is we used a technique called, I think, rainfall or raindrop. And instead of going crisscross, you go up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm -hmm. So we did that the first time, and we did it in yellow, and then we added like three coats. And we liked it uh, a good amount, like I think around the second coat. And around the third coat, it was just like this big round color because it just became so compact. And maybe we did too many coats. Mm. So after that, we experimented with the crisscross and we learned that we prefer that. Like we like the look of it. It, it feels, it doesn't feel too crazy. It, it yeah, feels better, it's, more comforting. It, it just seems more hand done, that wall. I like it. Yeah, yeah like great. um I was saying earlier is that they, they've used it all throughout history. So they used it I think in the the time of the of the Greeks, um, during the Roman Empire and I think even before that. And so that it's probably I, I just hated when people call it a trend. Because <laughs> it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where'd you get it? Is it for sale at the local hardware store or do you have to order it? No. You know what? Actually this is a brand called Bower. It's Australian brand. We just order from the website. They're like pretty good with shipping and it's not terrible shipping wise. There's another paint company called Sydney Harbor, which also offers um, lime wash paint. Which is more local. Yeah, I, but funny enough, the Barwick paint ships from somewhere in Europe. I think actually from Germany, maybe that's why I'm confusing it. And Sydney Harbor ships domestically and Bawick always gets here faster than Sydney Harbor paint. Mm, good to know. Well, that's really interesting. I'm probably going to copy you on that. I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm probably going to copy you. I'll send you a photo when I'm when I'm done and I'll credit you for the inspiration. Yeah, no, no, it's it's good, but like definitely do it. We're like adamant about like lime wash paint. Um, something that we didn't mention before is that part of the reason we also were going with this is because when we first walked into his room, we looked up and there was mold everywhere, oh. like most was. And mm. part of it was because the room didn't breathe and also the previous owners would keep the windows closed they would paint the shut oh um and the, the thing about lime wash paint is that it helps with mold it doesn't allow it to grow oh. because it's acidic and from what we've read it allows um it, it takes the outside moisture and it creates like fresh air or something like that hmm. well interesting i'll yeah. look into that so the windows yeah. did you have to refurbish the windows if they were all painted shut i assume you did something about that when we were wrapping up the the closing of the house we asked the previous owners to make sure that they were working properly and that they would open and close. But that was probably a mistake because they cut the paint and then they used a pry bar to make sure that they open. Um, are you kidding me? Oh, wait, okay. I just have to absorb that. That's just so, ah. Uh. Yeah. 
Yeah, all the windows have like this little like dent towards the bottom of them because that's how they opened it. Oh. Yeah. It was probably the worst thing that we that I thought about asking for because yeah. I'll take responsibility was, for that. Upsetting. Yeah, that's yeah. upsetting. So then you closed and you came back to the house and it had all just been like just pried open basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to describe the house a little bit more, so the first floor in the addition, which is a part that was built in 1830, we have I think it's Three in the living room, three in the in this room, which is a study. So there are a total of six original windows here, and all of them had that treatment. And there's an extra window in the hallway, but that's a vinyl window. Mm. And then on the second floor, we have about ten vinyl windows. And then on the third floor, we have another ten vinyl windows. So the one in, the ones in the third floor are in the worst condition. They're all fogged up. They're all super drafty. Mm. And so our plan is first we're going to start with the second floor. We we hired someone to replace the vinyl windows with wood windows, like hand-built wood windows. It's this guy who's based out of Newburgh, New York. He'll come in, um, I think it's like March or so. Yeah. He's going to come in in April. He's going to replace all the windows on the second floor. He's going to take out the, the vinyl windows and put in new wood windows. Okay. So are these uh, single-pane windows? Or are they, they double-pane? Or, or do you have to get a storm window for them? Or what's the plan? They are single pane and we're planning on getting exterior storm windows and maybe interior storm windows as well. Mm. But that depends on how we feel with the cold and everything. For the first floor, we're planning on doing that ourselves, but you know, we're so uh, brainstorming that because we've gotten so busy with the return to the office stuff and Yeah, actual work. Yeah, it gets in the way of um doing stuff at home. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I could now work on the house full time. Yeah, I wish we could get paid to work on our own house. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we both work full time. We both have to go into, you know. Yeah. Into our workspace. Yeah. yeah. So when you got it, the, the windows had been pried open. Were there any other, were there animals living in the house? When you said it had been on the market a while, was it abandoned or <laughs> or was was it just not selling? The first day, the first night, like first off, the, the moving was hectic. Um, second, like we were just super tired and like I was, I felt like crying the first oh. night. <laughs> like the windows were closed, but we could hear the train pass by because mm. the windows were in such poor shape. And I'm talking about the vinyl windows, not even the the, the wood windows. Yeah. And I remember just laying in, in our bedroom on the second floor and just wanted to cry. Oh. I, I kept thinking like, oh my God, we just made the worst mistake of our lives. <laughs> um, and yeah, so no, no dead animals, but tons of dust everywhere. There was mold on some of the wallpaper still, even after it was abated or like cleaned up. We still had the wallpaper in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think after speaking with some of the neighbors and some of the people that used to live here, I think part of the reason the house was on the market for, I think it was like a year and a half, is that it was it's a little backstory on the house. The people that owned it before, they had a good amount of money, so they had a couple of houses. And they bought this house in 2000 with the intentions of making a show out of it, uh, a renovation show. Oh. And you can kind of see the attempts here and there through some of the work that was done. What I'm trying to say is that some things are kind of shoddy. Like The work that was happening on the show was kind of a, a little slapdash or however you'd say it. Yeah, that's um, exactly how it was. And work out for them. So were yeah. they going to have their own show or were they hired by a certain show that already existed? Or no, So I think they, so from my understanding, they worked a little bit in the, um, in the show business, show industry. Um, so they were trying to like maybe pitch a show and it, yeah. it didn't get picked up. Mm. Yeah, so they have another house. And eventually throughout the years, they, they spent more time over there, which meant that they neglected this house a bit. But I think that 
played in our favor because that meant that they did, made less changes than True. you would expect. That is the bonus of people not doing anything is that they don't do anything, right? Yeah. yeah. So. They're still upset about the bathroom renovations they did in the early 2000s. Wow, what did they do? They, they, I mean, you know, there was a jacuzzi tub and like enclosed little glass shower thing, like lots of, you know, cheap hmm. <laughs> pictures. Yeah it's, yeah, it's really ugly. And they managed to get rid of a closet tub that was in the main bathroom upstairs. Mm-hmm. I did notice on the Instagram that they had written who lived there as a Smith's or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then what year? I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, what, it, what happened is that a couple of months after living in here, we grew tired of like the mold on the wallpaper and just the wallpaper in general. We were just, we we're not about it. So we tore it all, all down. And when we first started tearing it down, we saw what we thought was wood and we continued tearing it off. And we noticed that it was like fall wood paneling. Mm. And then we continued and then we started seeing writings on the walls. And I thought maybe it was some type of like ritual. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah it wasn't it turned out that the house has been wallpapered or at least the, the hallway's been wallpapered since 1906 so one wall was dated 1906 it says wallpaper papered by i can't really make Smith. it out no 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 um it says papered by the company name or the person and then it's dated 1906 mm. and then after that the the family that owned the house in the 70s is named the J.L. Smiths. Um, so they wrote in paint, this house was wallpapered for the third time by the J.L. Smiths. And they had a writing of 1977 dash, mm-hmm. but they never finished writing the year because I guess they never wallpapered it. Again. Right. I mean, it was under the wallpaper at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it seems like what everybody's been doing is like putting another wallpaper on top of the, the paneling. I'm glad that nobody painted over it. It's painted. Yeah. So it's, we don't know when it was really painted, but I mean, I guess it's before 1906, yeah. which is, you know, pretty old. That's pretty old. Um, Eric was like, oh, you know, he hates wallpapers. I don't hate wallpapers, you know? Speaking of trendy, I think they're coming back, wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but it, it could work. Yeah, it could work in some spaces, spaces, and it depends on like what kind of wallpaper. And Absolutely, stuff. yeah. But he's just like totally against it because we wanted to restore, you know, the painting, and uh, so that's, I mean, obviously difficult to find. You know, it's difficult to find a person to do it, mm-hmm. and also like we didn't know how expensive it can be and all that stuff yeah it could be expensive we should just paint over it and i'm like no we could maybe wallpaper over it if we can't find someone to you know do it for us but funny enough um there is a painter and like um like she's a painter and gilder based in san francisco named Lynn Rudder. So she reached out to me on our Instagram. She's, she's been, she follows us when she saw the, you know, hallway and painting and she reached out to me and she was like, oh, you know, that is really cool. She knows someone who can restore it in our area, like New York oh, great. area. Uh, we actually did have found someone to do it. And that's great. going to be our next project. Yeah. Good. So that project is going to happen that's actually going to happen like early March. So I'm not sure if she deeper mentioned it, but she's based up in upstate New York. So she's going to come down 
and she's going to stay with us in our guest room, and she's oh. going to spend about like a week okay. just uh, repainting the faux wood paneling. Have and then our plan is to paint everything above the, the wood paneling, a lime wash color, a lime, with lime wash paint. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you met her yet? No, no, so, no. We've not spoken to her. But she seems okay to be staying in your guest room? I thought about that at one point. You know, I was like, oh, I mean, this is kind of an old fashioned way to do it. So it's a little bit in keeping with your, with your house. Right. I was like, this is, this is her first name is Lori. Okay. Well, I hope Lori, Lori actually has more to worry about than you do. Probably if I were Lori, I'd be picking my clients carefully. If I had to go spend the weekend at their house, that's all. That's, that's true. all I'm saying. So, so you didn't set out to get an old house, but you did get an old house. And it seems like you jumped into the mm, spirit of it pretty quickly. Yes. Did you just, yeah. Did you both appreciate the oldness of it? I know, Eric, you weren't 100% excited about the house or in love with it. Yeah, yeah. like I I really like the house, um, but I think Deepa definitely had, she had a better appreciation of the house than I yeah. did in the beginning. And even now, she still has a better appreciation of certain things than I do. Yeah. Like, for example, with the full wood paneling in the hallway, like I was thinking like, oh, we could just paint it all white. And Deepa's like, no, we should restore this. And we had a, a little argument, but Deepa <laughs> made me see the a disagreement and, and you know yeah yeah um i the the problem is that i i, I get scared a little bit like how much is this going to well, cost yeah. how much is it going to take and deep is all about like no we should do it the right way we should keep it um alive or mm-hmm. keep it going you know keep it around instead of just painting over it and getting rid of it yeah, yeah. i'm not about tearing down the walls and like you know. well you know i hate that yeah. anyway i don't like i don't like them tearing down walls in old houses yeah. i'm like it's all plaster walls on you know well, first of all, it makes a huge no. mess. And then also just changes the character of the house, too. Exactly. And Absolutely. the flow of the air and all sorts of things. I, I like the flow that it has, you know, and I would just I would just want to keep it that way. I have a confession to make. So when we first came in here, like, I was thinking, like, oh, hey, babe, like, we should, um, you know, fix this, make it flow a little bit better, make it make it more open. We should, like, widen the doorways and, like, <laughs> make it a make an open floor space yeah. because I grew up in an apartment. So I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. And she just like looked at me and like, like, no, like super disappointed. There's <laughs> something you guys didn't talk about maybe before you bought the house. You didn't think to talk about how do you feel about taking walls down? Usually people don't get that deep into well, how are we aligned on all different matters of life. But um, I, I feel like the one thing I've really taken away from it is that nobody's going to care about your house as much mm. as you do. Unless your apartment does. Um, and that's why I don't, I'm not a big fan of like hiring out things. Another thing we learned about is plaster walls and then their need to be able to like breathe in the sense that they need to dry out, they get yeah. wet. Um, so we've avoided doing like blown in insulation within the walls. Um, we learned a lot about like foam insulation, mm-hmm. uh, spray foam insulation and not necessarily against it, but we would rather not do it just because there's so many like potential issues with it. Like, yeah. If it's not done properly, it can release a bunch of fumes and like, yeah. you know, make you insane. That's true. That's true. Don't. Paint your bricks. Oh yeah, don't paint your bricks. <laughs> don't paint your bricks. That is very good yeah. advice. Our fireplaces, they're all painted. The bricks, you know, are painted white. Yeah. So we have five fireplaces. Oh, nice. Every single one was painted. Except for, this one, except for the one that was, that's in this room, oh, which is yeah. used. Yeah. So the one in, in the, in the study was not painted, but the first one that we tackled was the one in the kitchen because it's like a big old fireplace uh, from the 1700s, and that's mm. that be their actual kitchen. So that's where they had like a cauldron, and they would cook and everything. So it's huge, and it's like um, it's like the centerpiece of the kitchen. 
but when we looked at it, we just saw painted bricks in white, and mm. it just had a bunch of soup. Yeah. So it was driving us nuts. Why, why anyone would think it's a good idea to paint it? I don't know, but I think some people lived in these old houses, including people who lived in my house, but they just lived here because this is the house they could afford to buy. And so they wanted it to seem modern and fresh or something. So they didn't do stuff that was necessarily that appropriate. It's also harder to find information back then. Like in the 60s, there was no internet, yeah. right? So um, there were some people who were into it, but it was just harder for it to be something that people knew about back then. That's what I tell myself about the the people who did things like, why would you, why would you do that? I totally agree. It's, it's like easier to make mistakes back then. Um, but you know, just side note, Deepa, primarily Deepa and I, um, spent like a whole week just using, I think simply green mm. back then and just scraping off the old paint. Yeah. Simple green. Yes. Yeah. It was, it took us like maybe three months to really be done. It's yeah. a long time. Uh, it's messy, but it's probably, you know, one of the best way to get rid of, you know, lead paint. Well, probably the best way is to get an lead abatement company to come take out the lead paint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. But other than that, second to that. So yeah, so um grander plans, we wanna we wanna keep it the way it is in the sense that we don't want to make like crazy alterations. We wanna restore it. We wanna work on the insulation or the air tightness of the house to a certain extent. Um we did insulation in one of our attics. We're gonna do insulation in one of the other attics. And we use rock wool. Okay, so rock wool. You, how did you choose the rock wool? Because it's natural product and it breathes and easy yeah, to get. Yeah, it's easy to get, but it's not as easy as fiberglass. Well, um, get that at the hardware store in town, right? Yeah, yeah. Like with the with the rock wool, like my our plan was to like go to the big box store and just pick it up from there. But we had to order it because they they don't carry it outside of a certain spec. They don't carry it, mm. and we we're going for. The bash that offer was like um, an R value of 32 or 30. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's just everything you mentioned is like uh, more natural. It's breathable. It doesn't retain moisture. Those are the reasons why we went for its rock wall. Yeah. But apart from that, we're going to have an installation underneath the, the floorboards in the kitchen. But that area is over a crawl space and we got a ton of cold air coming in during the winter. The heating bill is, was bad. Yeah. yeah. So the, what do you have under there? Course. Dirt crawl space? Yeah, it's yeah. a dirt crawl space. It's maybe about a foot or two feet high. Mm -hmm. So you you really are crawling when you're underneath yeah. it. And yeah, it's it's going slow because it's it's tight, it's dark, and um, it drives up our anxiety. We've been finding stuff. We found like an old aspirin bottle. Huh. We found um, a little shaving thing. Cool. A little razor. And, you... and we found some bones. Bones. What kind of bones? I don't know, but it, it kind of looks like a shoulder blade bone. Mm, okay. My dad is a, he's a little bit more superstitious and he was like, you should just put that back. <laughs> he's not wrong. Like, really... Where'd, where'd you find it? Under the, under the kitchen? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We're hoping it was like an animal or something that just like. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, but I just want to mention another job that we we're hoping to do or a project. Um, we were listening to your, to the latest episode at the time, mm -hmm. at this time. And I can't remember his name, but he was talking about like, Stripping back all the paint of the house. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about the siding he was taking down to the bare wood. Yeah, that was Hugh Siler, right? Yeah. So the plan is take all the paint off from the wood siding. Uh, the wood siding, for the most part, is original, I think. So it's from like the 1830s. Um, the original part of the house, maybe not so original, the siding that is. Um, and once we're done with stripping it back, we're going to repair some like 
we're going to do some trim work or hire that out. And our plan is to use um, linseed oil paint hmm. on the outside. Nice. Well, that'll be great. It's okay. There are so many people here who are telling me to replace the trim with PVC. And we got told that. Yeah, like, um, I just, I don't want to. And they say, why yeah. not? I, I, I can't explain it. I just don't. I just don't want to. That's me. I'm like, I, I just don't want to. We <laughs> yeah. would. Yeah. As soon as Sipa hears PVC plastic, she just tells them like, no, I don't think this is going to work yeah. out. Yeah, that's basically it. You need to find someone who will stay at your house for the weekend to work on your house. Like anybody who will do that is going to do a good job. That's what I think. Right. Okay. Anything else you want to add? You know, the, this is actually one of the first things that we did. Um, take care of the gutters. Make sure that they mm. work. Make sure that the water goes away from your yeah. house when it goes on the gutters. So we did that first. And the other thing I would say is be prepared. If you buy an old house or work on an old house, be prepared to have a lot of random people just coming up to your door and knocking on it. <laughs> really? Hey, I used to live there 50 years oh. ago. <laughs> yeah, do you let them in? Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe. After a while. <laughs> but only because of deep. I feel like maybe I'm too... Um, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Trusting. Trusting. Yeah. I just, I tell them like, Oh, you still live here. Come, 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 come see the house. Yeah, But I mean, that's a, that's yeah. the, that's a nice response though. I mean, cause of course, if you go back to your old house, you want the people to be nice and welcoming, but on the other hand, anybody could walk up to any house and say, I used to live here. So can I come in yeah. your house? Which yeah. is creepy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is, that is creepy. But you, I think what happened with us is like when we first moved here, it was like, when you come from like New York city, you're kind of like, you don't say hi to the neighbors, right? yeah. Yeah. you know, you don't talk to your neighbors, you don't, you know. Sure. So we were kind of surprised by like how like nice people were or like welcoming, I guess. But it was also like, ah, okay, you know. And then I think we got used to that and yeah. then we became like too trusting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, um, it's been pretty good to us just doing that because uh, we learned a little bit about the history of the house. Mm dating back to the 50s and even early 1900s. One of the people that used to live here back in the 50s um, passed by and she told us her story and her family story related to the house. And with that, we were able to trace back through deeds and stuff like that, um, some of the older owners before that. Oh yeah, anybody exciting? Uh, no. <laughs> maybe people within the area would know them, but I'm not sure that they would be known like nationwide or anything like that. So uh, one of the people that knocked on our door is this, um, he's a local guy, um, he, he's retired, but He's in the historical society and he told us the story about his house and how he's after like 20 years, he's still working on it by himself. Yeah. Um, Seems um, right. But yeah, so with him. No, we, we knocked on his door. Oh, yeah. Oh, he got into the knocking Sorry. on people's doors after living there. Yeah, for a while. We, yeah so he's, uh, we've heard about this guy, you know, because a lot of people were like, oh, like he's very, you know, knowledgeable or like he was interested in our house. In our house. And meeting us because you know we're new people uh, who moved into this house. So he's a historian as well. Um, he's part of the local historical society, and I he ended up telling us about like um, a local website that's run by the local government, the county government, and you're able to search online through past deeds and stuff like mm. that. And instead of I don't know like going to bed early, I spent a bunch of time like looking at that. And Deepo was like. Do what you want to do. And so I that's how we found out that there are like 12 families that used to own this mm. house, that have owned this house in the past. That's how we found out it was a farm. We learned that one of the older owners from like the early 1800s, maybe like 1830s, her name was, I think, Catherine Lippincott. And she was a sister of a Revan here in Japan at that time. Mm. 
Um, other than that, I think there was this guy in the early 1900s. His name was Dr. Jarbel. He was, I think, a doctor or a dentist, but down in D.C. Oh, okay. So he owned his house and he would rent it out. Is that where yeah. the bone came from, do you think? Actually, that, that's a really good point. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I looked at I looked online and I tried to find descendants of them. I, I've reached out to them on Facebook, but I don't know. None of them reply back. <laughs> wow. Isn't it amazing how you can find all this stuff out about people just from even just being in your own house? You don't have to go to the library anymore. You don't have to go to the courthouse or anything. I don't know. I find it, it's way more convenient these days than it used to be. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what like, I, I like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Agree. Pretty exciting. And someday someone will be looking you up. So maybe you should just write your own book and leave it there for them to find. Uh, we, we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> we barely have time to work from this house. Well, I appreciate that you yeah. took the time to talk with me today and I'm going to keep on following you on Instagram. Do you want to tell people about how they can follow along with you? The Instagram handle. The Instagram handle, okay. Our Greek Revival. Our Greek Revival, okay. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's just for fun, to be honest. Yeah, it is fun. Well, I, I, I like, you know, just capturing, you know, some pictures of the house. Yeah. And I think old houses are, like, just more photogenic. <laughs> it's, like, easier to take pretty pictures. That's true. You know? There's, I, well, they have some, they have character they yeah, already, you know. They really have to do too much. Yeah, yeah, find the good opinion. I think just having the old house and like working on the old house has given us an appreciation for everything that's older, or and it's given us an appreciation for craftsmanship, yeah. which we tend to find in older like furniture pieces right. as well. Yeah. And thanks. Yeah. I what I like about it is that um, I feel like everything in the, in the past was a little, it had a little bit more um, not necessarily effort, but there was more dedication put into it because everything had to be like handcrafted for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, and then a lot of those people who knew how to do that are no longer living, so some of it's pretty irreplaceable. Well, thank you, thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. I'll be following along with your journey. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll be following up with your journey. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time, and I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad or a suggestion for a new episode, send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with The House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.